Welcome to the Career Ready Podcast. Learn about resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn, interviewing, and all the things you need to be career ready with the Career Services Center at College of DuPage. I'm your host for this episode, Michelle Malik, and today I'm going to be interviewing Robert Plank, Assistant Professor from the Computer and Information Technology Program at the College of DuPage. Robert is going to talk not just about the program, but also about this career path and all the great opportunities to choose from for those who complete the program. He will also talk about what it takes to be successful in this program and within the career. Hi, Robert. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Hello, Michelle. Thank you very much. Real pleasure to be here. Perfect. So we're going to just jump right into our first question. Um, Before we get started, can you share a short introduction or as we like to call it, your elevator pitch? Be able to introduce myself and give you my elevator pitch. I always like telling the story of Michelle. I first learned about elevators a long time ago. Certainly <laughs> an uplifting experience, but then at some point they let me down. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> That's a really bad one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love technology. I love computers. I have all my life. I've been fortunate enough to be part of them since the beginning. We got our first personal computers in the late 70s. Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak get us started in 1977 with an Apple computer. They've only grown from there. And my interest was peaked as a child in the 80s and then in the 90s when I could see the potential in computers. They could do amazing activities and we could learn from them and play with them and work with them. And they've just continued to grow over the decades. I'm not the only one, of course, that had this thought and vision. So many people did. We think we're at a point where it's amazing what they do. And then something like ChatGPT comes along, which just came out last November of 2022, And they continue to astound us, continue to do more and more. And so I'm always excited about computers. I also feel I would like to say that it's a life skill to learn and understand computers because you may be in all sorts of different fields, maybe an accountant, you may be in the medical profession, but there's a really good chance, whatever you do, you're going to be working with computers. And if you know and understand how that works, I just think it makes you holistically better, just as if you may have a better understanding of how your car works probably would help us all because we all probably use cars like we use computers. It's just part of our day-to-day lives. That's perfect. And how long have you been at the college for now? I've got 10 years under my belt. The first three or four was an adjunct or a lecturer. And then now for the last half dozen years, I've been a full-time instructor. Oh, that's awesome. Um, And also too, if you wanted to give a little elevator pitch for the program, be my guest. Oh, no, happy to do that. CIT, Computer Information Technology, clearly the number one program here at the college. (laughs) I'm happy to say that many of my colleagues hopefully get a chance to hear this. Now, we have so many wonderful programs, and our program, as I know it best, just talks and works with students to let them know and understand and appreciate computers and technology and networks. We've got wonderful faculty, uh, both a combination of full-time and adjuncts that uh, sincerely have the the truly the best interest of the students in mind. And we see the opportunity to connect the dots between what we can offer students and the jobs out there in the field to give them a lifetime of wonderful, wonderful chances to work with technology, which is always advancing and always changing. And so there's always new challenges. Oh, for sure. And I I don't think technology is going anywhere. It's going to be a growing field forever, I think. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Michelle. That's a really good point in itself, That right? It's not going anywhere. That's pretty obvious. And then we think about just how it's continued to advance. I remember one of my favorite aunts, year, 20 years ago, uh, having computer at work and talking about how, oh, I have to work on the computer all day. 
when I get home, she didn't have a computer. And I said, you should get a computer in Phyllis. <laughs> no, I work with those all day. I don't want one of those. I'm like, but they can offer you so much. They open up a world of possibilities. And obviously eventually she gave in, but uh, there was a time when people still thought not that long ago, like, ah, do we really need these? Are they just for work or for this? But now <laughs> they seem to encompass pretty much every part of our life. Yes, I agree. I always use my computer and my phone, so (laughs) I can attest to that. (laughs) Um, So can you talk a little bit about the program and the different career paths it can lead to? Be happy to do that, of course. We offer students, again, technology opportunities, and the career paths are many in our field. And by that, what I'm trying to say is you can go into so many different areas. We'll get you started with foundational skills on break fix, understanding computers from the ground up and understanding servers and laptops. And then we'll go ahead and expand on those skills and let you understand information about how computers are networked together or the plumbing of the computers. We'll talk about how we can put a server into the mix that can be kind of the orchestra leader of all the other computers. We'll talk about how we can virtualize in that server where Uh, Servers can be expensive and companies of all sizes want to save money. So we'll go ahead and say, you know what? You can have multiple servers, one on one physical server. And I'm trying to get too technical about this. But these are just some of the areas you can go into with NCIT. We're looking to expand into cloud computing. We're doing things with Linux, which is somewhat of a very uh, high level language or not language, but operating system. So we're looking looking at Linux. Uh, Crew opportunities are plentiful in our field. And I know. Again, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid for CIT, but um, it, I can't say enough of that. So many different things you can go into. And so I you know, encourage students to jump in, get in some classes, see what they like, see what's out there, and then kind of see what fits them as what they really enjoy doing and they can succeed uh, whatever career path they want to choose. And it sounds like there's so many different options, which is great. It sounds like a broad field that you can Yeah, it really it. is. Mm-hmm. And I'm just talking real quick, Michelle, about CIT. We have a CIS department, computer information science, where we have a number, even more wonderful full-time and adjunct instructors who will teach you more about programming and gaming and scripting. Mm -hmm. And there's another area of IT you can go into if you want to go in that direction. Perfect. Thanks for doing a shout out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, So what skills or strengths do students gain while completing the program or after they've graduated? You know, really good question, right? We want to understand how a computer works for just for starters. A lot of them do, but a lot of them still could use some fill in the gaps kind of knowledge. And so we want them to understand a computer and a computer can be like we said, a laptop, a desktop. We could look at an Apple computer, a Linux computer, we look at servers. Those are robust computers. They get that skill set to get started. Then we'll talk about networks, which is the plumbing of the computer world, how the computers can talk to each other. Um, we'll look at those core skill sets. And with that foundation in place, again, continue to build on that. And I just love the idea as you talk about what skills and strengths, because mm-hmm. I'm so passionate about this that I can't say it enough. These skill sets are things you'll use for a lifetime, regardless of where your career takes you. You may become a politician and become the mayor, the governor, the president. Well, maybe not the president, but below (laughs) that, pretty much everybody else guaranteed is working with computers on a day-to-day basis. And as you point out as well, you know, our newest and most amazing computers are the ones that are in our pockets. These are Mm -hmm. computers as well. They've got brains or CPUs. You know, they've got memory. They've got storage. Um, they're fascinating. They're just one aspect of computers 101. So a lot of different things we can do. 
Um, a lot of strengths they can pick up so many different areas they can work with when it comes to computers. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that you can use it in any field that you go into or any industry, because like we said, technology isn't going anywhere. So even if somebody doesn't take that exact career path, they can use it in business or psychology or whatever they go into. Yeah, and and, and truly, if you're looking to do the best for yourself, for your organization, if you're the individual at that, at that medium-sized accounting firm and you understand the computers, you become an extra valuable asset to that company, Michelle, because people from time to time will come to you and they'll go, hey, Michelle, I have a problem with my computer. You know, this isn't working. Would you ever, can you take a look at it real quick or have any thoughts? You know, uh, you go to a bigger company, they've got IT departments, but sometimes even within that realm, it's nice to have somebody, a friend or somebody to lean on and just bounce questions off. And so if you can add that extra layer to what you do to your career, assuming it's not directly IT, like I said, I think just adds an extra component that makes you more comfortable around the things you work with all day, things being computers. And like I said, makes you more valuable in the company when you're the person who can also help out to make sure everything's are going smoothly. Yeah, I love that. It's all We always talk about this, but it's always about the transferable skills. So, <laughs> uh, Can I steal that word from my classes? Michelle? Yes, you can. <laughs> transferable skills. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Perfect. great. Yeah. So our next question is, are there different experiences or opportunities you recommend developing professionals seek out? Great question, Michelle. A few things come to mind and something I'd like to kind of say and then dig into that question is students who look to go into a career in IT and they look to get certifications and associate's degrees and looking to go in the technology fields and go to COD or COD and beyond COD is the thought process As you get out into the workforce, there are two fairly distinct ways you can go. And I want students to understand this. One is you can work for a small to medium-sized organization where they've got a handful of people in the IT department. I've got some good friends who are in situations like this. Wonderful opportunities, great employment. They enjoy their work. It's very satisfying. With a smaller organization, what happens is you almost wear all the hats, meaning there's only three to four to five of you potentially in the IT department. You're handling the servers, you're handling the network, you're handling the wireless access points, you're making sure the tablets, the Apples, the Lenovo's, the Windows, et cetera, et cetera, the printers is all working correctly. You go to a Fortune 500 company, same idea, we're going to need IT professionals. Maybe you get a job at Walgreens or McDonald's. I pick these companies because they're headquartered in Chicago. You're working in their IT department. At the bigger companies, a lot of times what happens, but not always they're going to go ahead and put you clearly into a department where you're going to work on the servers. You're going to work on the mainline computers. You're going to go ahead and work with the network and the switches and the routers. And so I want it to be clear to students, they kind of put this in the back of their mind because they these are pretty distinct ways to go with a career. And you may fall into one camp or the other with your first job out of college and you may not enjoy it as much as you think you would. And it might be because you're doing one or the other well, there's kind of a whole nother world, you know, behind a curtain or you go from a big company to a smaller one or vice versa. And you may just find that's a career path that's much more in sync to what you wanted to do. Some people love that diversity of I wear 10 hats, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like I said, not to repeat everything I said, um, but you're seeing something unique every single day. On the flip side, your skill set is so strong when it comes to network and Cisco and equipment and your CCNA certified. And you love working with the Cisco every day. You're going to be a little annoyed if you have to keep doing other activities that aren't exactly doing what you thought you were going to do. On the flip side, like I said, you're at a bigger company, 
there's a chance you'll they've got so much equipment and so much Cisco and so much networking that pretty much every day you're going to jump in and be hands-on with what you thought you were going to do on a regular basis. Again, Fortune 500 companies like that, all right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we like to use a term, you know, kind of stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love also telling students that they look to grow and take their careers uh, either getting started or take it to another level. Some of our students, our returning students, look to expand their skill sets. Well, again, let's just say you are that person where you are a Cisco expert and you understand everything about how to operate switches and routers and you're doing a great job in an organization. But there'll be times the nature of the IT hat. And I'm also wearing a shirt today, Michelle, which is I realize this is a podcast, but one of my favorite <laughs> says, have you tried turning it on and off again? I'm sure that's everybody's favorite phrase right? in it's IT. A, yeah, a little joke about the idea of, well, sometimes just rebooting can help the situation. And as I'm going with this is you're the Cisco networking expert at the company. Something goes wrong with the vice president's computer and he can't get on the internet. And you're there in the office of the IT workers. Uh, if you're not the big boss, the big boss of IT is going to look at you and go, hey, Michelle. I know you're the Cisco expert, but I need you to go look at Sally, the vice president's computer today, because Hmm. it's not working right. And she's pretty upset because when she's not getting on the internet, like most people, she's not getting a lot of work done. (laughs) Right. And so if I made myself clear is that there's different ways to go, different paths. And like I said, different lanes, and you may be in a lot of lanes or in one lane, Um, but whatever happens, I think it's fascinating to think that and again, a little bit biased, but I teach those core skills. I get the students started introductory class and, and some of the very first certifications they can get. But those skill sets, whether we, like I said, become an accountant and do them ancillary, but even in IT, you're going to find yourself falling back often into those skill sets because mm-hmm. you're part of the IT team. And whether you're wearing the shirt or the hat, you know, you may go to Sally, well, I'm the networking expert. Sally's going to go, I don't care. You're an IT individual and my computer isn't working. Please help me get it fixed. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like what you're saying is there are a lot of different career paths and you may have to be responsible for a variety of tasks. So even ones that may not be your favorite or tasks that you may not have to complete on a daily basis or regularly, but it sounds like you still have to be flexible and use your problem solving skills in those situations. Yeah, actually, well said. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nicely summarized, Michelle. Yeah, perfect. Um, So what are you doing in your program here at the College of DuPage to prepare students for the field? Something I'm most proud of, Michelle, is that we offer lots of hands-on opportunities for the students. I will have them look at computers. And if we're going to talk about memory or RAM in a computer, guess what we're going to do? We're going to have a lab. We're going to physically install memory in a computer, take memory out of a computer, If we're going to go further into networking and we talk about our Cisco classes, we have full racks on wheels of Cisco equipment, switches and routers. And I apologize for getting a little bit technical on you, but we will roll those from the sides of the classroom directly in front of the students and from their desk, which is set up in a way to accommodate this equipment. They will literally plug in and have the opportunity to go ahead and program that equipment We have VMware Virtualization. VMware is a company that's the biggest in the virtualization space. There's such a big company in that space that people will use that term VMware to talk about virtualization. Just like if I were to say, you, Michelle, can I have a Kleenex? Sure, I'll give you a Kleenex, but we don't stop and think about Kleenex is actually a name brand, right? Mm -hmm, Right. 
I didn't know jet ski was a name brand. It's just a water <laughs> or it's a facial tissue. Well, uh, in the world of IT, VMware has become the, the big name in virtualization. But go back into your question about what do we do to prepare the students and what we look to do. The hands-on opportunities and the knowledge we bring to the class, I think, is invaluable, both from the instructors who all of us have real-world experience outside of the mm -hmm. classroom, and then what we offer here at COD that can get them right there, knee-deep into working with computers and the equipment, just like they're going to see when they get out there into the working world and the field and seeing that same opportunities to work with the equipment. And I'm also a big believer, too, that that hands-on will eliminate some of what might be caution or concern where you've done it and you've experienced it. I teach an advanced class and an advanced class will actually do some soldering where we'll get and uh, melt some metal with conductivity. Uh, we'll make our own cables for networking. And I point these things out, not just to toot the horn of a class, but what I want to say is I'm a big believer too, that if a student will try and ideally succeed, or we'll talk about it and they'll do it, they may not run across this again for years, but I really think it plants a seed in them in a positive mm -hmm. way where that seed, if it doesn't necessarily grow at that point, years later when they're in IT, and as I said, lots of different hats, and all of a sudden, hey, we need you to go ahead and there's a broken connector here on this board. Could you solder this? Or we've got a broken cable. Can you make a new one? I remember doing that in Mr. Plank's class. <laughs> you know, and, and I'll right. be honest, Having just maybe done it once is enough to get them over that first hurdle of, I mm -hmm. know I can do this, but it's been a while. Let's be honest. Okay, I'm going to watch a YouTube video to refresh my memory. Mm -hmm. Now I feel comfortable that, yep, let's go ahead. I can do that. Right. But it sounds like they already at that point have that foundation, which is yeah. what you all teach them. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. They've got it. They feel prepared and ready and get out in their workforce. Perfect. Uh, so the next question I have for you, is there anything else that you would recommend to students or young professionals to prepare for the field? Absolutely. First and foremost, see what you can do to get an internship, get your foot in the door. It can mean so much to your career. You're in with a company, makes a world of difference. Not only do you get a chance to have boots on the ground to learn, but oftentimes these internships can lead to job opportunities if you do a good job with that internship. At minimum, I would like to point out to students, Michelle, internship can look good on your resume. You've got something to add there that shows opportunities in the area of IT. Ideally, of course, paid internship would be great. Unpaid, consider those as well. Again, because something that has many, many benefits. Get your foot in the door. You have to volunteer, which is almost like interning to some degree. Take that opportunity. Do it because it can lead to so many more opportunities down the road. Looks good has an opportunity for you to get, like I said, right there working day to day with the equipment. Now, they're not going to give you the keys and turn you loose, but you get started, you build up from there. And those are things you can do as a young professional to help move your career along. It's amazing, Michelle, and as you probably know, in career services, when you know people, it means so much where if you are an intern or a junior employee or a part-time employee, but just people get to know you and then an opening appears on the horizon and mm -hmm. you apply for it. You are miles ahead of most other people who are coming from the outside. It's the fear of the unknown that human resources and every other department and everybody has as to, do I look at the person out here who mm -hmm. I don't know, but has a nice resume or internally, we know that Michelle or Sally, whoever the case may be, is somebody who we know comes to work on time, 
They're a good person. They're a good employee. We like having them around. Again, I know you could probably speak to this too, but Mm -hmm. it's amazing how that leverage of being on the inside can help you so much to help get to the places you want to go with your career. Oh, I completely agree. I always tell students and clients, it's all about who you know and who you're networking with. And you just really know when, you never know when an opportunity is going to pop up. So definitely make connections if you have an internship or a volunteer opportunity or within the classroom even. So I completely agree with you. Yeah. I always like to take it a little further too, just what you said. I like that, Michelle. It's We all know that saying now that it's not necessarily what you know, but who do you know? Who do you mm-hmm. know? Well, I like to point out knowing people and making connections, like you said, can help you in your career. Well, who you know in this day and age may land you an interview for a good position within a company in IT, mm-hmm. but it really doesn't guarantee you the job. But as you probably know, Michelle, a job gets posted and hundreds of resumes flood into human resources within days. Mm-hmm. And they've got to sift through those. We know they use programs to sift through those. So if you get to know people, or you're on the inside, there's a good chance you've earned an interview. Doesn't guarantee you the job, right. but puts you on that short list to give you the chance for that job. Mm-hmm. That's I had a an really employee, yeah, a wonderful employee who worked for me 10, 15 years ago. And then another employee worked for me and I had a small company, so we couldn't offer some things like health insurance or high salaries. And they would get their started with my company, and then they would kind of launch to bigger companies. And I, I knew and expected after two to three to four years, they would have to move on. I understood that. And one of the employees and another one, they kind of, in a good way, were able to kind of springboard off each other, where they went to different companies. And the one said, you know, I work for a really good company. Ah, my company is okay. And so the one who had the better company was able to help the other one land at another better job down the road. The whole point here is simply the idea that they, to some degree, stayed in contact. They both knew Mm -hmm. each other, knew that they were good people and knew as good IT professionals that, and it's a win-win, right? Where the employer is very happy that you can recommend somebody that ends up being a good employee. And of course, you're happy to have a friend at the same time, if you're the person on the other end. You're happy to go from a job you thought was okay to maybe one that's better. A lot of things happen, but we forget some of those, uh, you know, less specific, I've got good certifications and knowledge in IT. And that's clearly important. But some of those other areas, which I'm not going to call them soft skills, I'm not using the right words there. But like you said, just bottom line is that networking, which we all kind of know is in a core Mm -hmm. part of moving your career along. Exactly. Um, so the last question I have for you is how can interested listeners find out more about the program here at COD? Many, many ways to reach out to us. You can always get a hold of myself, Robert Plank. Our email addresses are our last name and usually our first initial. So mine is plankr at cod.edu. I'm always happy to talk to students. I do love email. I know we can text and we can call. You certainly can call me at my office as well, 942 3417. But email is the preferred way to get a conversation started to talk about this. We can, we or you or our listeners can always reach out to our coordinator as well, Dr. Felix Davis. And he's always happy to talk to students in his role as coordinator of the entire CIT department. Wonderful. Well, we want to thank you very much, Robert, for all of the information that you shared with us today. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. It was really exciting to have you here. Yeah, thank you. Can I mention one last tidbit of the world of jobs in IT? Of course, go ahead. I always like to point out that as you're looking to land a job or move your career along, when you are hired by the employer, they want you to succeed. And so I want students to know and understand that. 
you will go through life and have different jobs. But as you land in your opportunities within IT, just like almost every other job, they want to see you do well. It's in their best interest. They hired you. And so um, I want to kind of put that glass is half full kind of approach on this too, that you know and understand that if I can land this job, they're there for you. You work hard. They'll appreciate that. And these things can snowball in positive ways. Well, I love all of the advice that you have. I think it's really helpful and it's going to help all of our listeners. And I hope that you all get lots of interested students. (laughs) That would be wonderful. Always happy to speak with you, Michelle. So it was great having you on the podcast to talk about the computer and information technology program today. Special thanks to all of our listeners as well. And tune in next time as we continue to highlight specific programs at COD. 